so on the uh, internet, there are various memes and little picturey things going around the place, uh, really saying sayonara to 2021 and kind of 2020 as well, just hoping to God that they don't ever come back because uh, <coughs> from a COVID perspective, they were kind of hard years, you know, so um, financially or maybe as regards family life, also as regards employment, as regards <coughs> holidays, Christmas, everything. <coughs> everything has been made a bit more complex due to COVID. So people are really kind of looking back at these years going, never again, please. You know, just, can, we just, can we just move on? Can we forget about those and just move on? And, and, but there's also kind of a slightly more sinister uh, idea raising its head as well, uh, which is to be expected really. Uh, but it's this idea of, of blaming, blaming God for everything that goes wrong. And maybe even going so far as to actually, to actually get angry at God. So this, this idea that, well, if God is powerful and if God is loving, and this idea has been around for an awful, awful long time. This is as long as, <clears throat> as, as old as, as, as humanity is. If God is so good and God is so powerful, if God is Father as we say he is, why is there evil? Why do things go wrong for good people? And so I thought it's just a very, it's an interesting theme to, to delve into a little, you know. I mean, are we justified in getting angry at God? Can we, is, is it fair for us to say, uh, either God, you, don't, you know, you don't care or you're not interested or maybe even just completely irrationally, I'm just angry at you. You know, feelings aren't necessarily rational. They, they are what they are. You feel what you feel. You, there's no switch to turn them on or off, amplify or decrease. They just are. Uh, and that's just a, Sometimes you just have to admit that, that this is how I feel. It's not rational, it's not maybe even right, but this is how I feel. Okay. Doesn't mean that we have to obey that or follow that, but this is the feeling maybe there. Am I justified in being angry at God? I remember once speaking to someone <clears throat> and they said, um, no, I don't go to Mass anymore, I don't do the whole church thing anymore uh, ever, since, uh, ever since Granny passed away. And I said, well, why, why, can I ask why, why, why that was? I will, you know, I mean, God, God took granny off me, so I, 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 I fell out with him. Right. How, how old was your granny when she passed away? 93. And like, you see, I know that this isn't really the moment to apply logic and reason, because obviously someone is grieving. But granny was 93. What did you want? <laughs> what, did you, what did you want, like, for her to make it to 95, 96? And then What? You know, I mean, I, I, obviously I didn't respond that way, but I'm, just, but I'm just saying I know feelings are feelings and logic is logic and they're not the same thing. But sometimes we're getting angry at God for things that are really not God's fault or really irrational. Or when we think of how much of the story we actually know. So think of the, story, the, the history of humanity and all that's going on and how our lives affect the lives of others. Do you know, like your, your prayer affects other people, your example affects other people, your good example, your bad example, all affects other people. I remember once I was, I was uh, when I went to, to Italy <clears throat> to study there as a seminarian, the first time someone blew the horn at me, right, which happens regularly over there. I, as an Irish person, we don't blow the horn. In England, I don't think they do either. It's, it's very rude, you know. So I just came home, and someone had blown the horn at me, and I just had to ask one of my seminarians, am I a bad person? I mean, someone, someone blew the horn at me. It's, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm a terrible person, you know. Uh, our feelings are just... Irrational. But we think of we think of God and our little part of the plan, our little part of the story, our little part of time, our little part of, of, of history, our little part of geography that we control. It's actually not very much. And yet our lives do affect the lives of others. 
for better or for worse. We affect other people. So, even though we don't see much of the plan, God does. And, and part of that plan, <clears throat> part of that plan is that we, we won't be here forever. Part of that plan is, well, the biggest part of that plan is that we get to heaven. That's the ultimate goal of everything. That's what's important. Because this, this life is short. Eternity really isn't. Eternity, as I say, 10,000 years of eternity, we're only getting started. We're only getting settled in. So, <clears throat> so there may be like crosses and, and difficulties here. And, and there's not there maybe there will be. There will be problems and difficulties and, and, and bereavement and things here. But this is where our hope, or this is where our faith comes in. We believe that there's an eternal life, an eternal happiness waiting for us. Which isn't to say that we're indifferent about what happens here. But what happens here is important. Every day I have to do my best to make heaven around me, to make heaven within me, to choose God, to choose what is right, to choose at times what is difficult. Because my time is limited, and time ill-wasted is lost forever. Time ill-used is lost forever. <clears throat> so... I was reading a story. It's a song that we don't sing in some of our Protestant brothers' churches. They do. It's a song called It Is Well With My Soul. Uh, Hillsong, one of them pop groupy religious uh, people, uh, they, they've re-released it recently, a slightly uh, different version of it. We do it here as well. Um, but the original song was written by uh, an American called uh, Horatio uh, Spafford. And he grew up in Chicago in the early 19th century. And he was a lawyer and quite successful, so he, he, he bought large chunks of the growing city <clears throat> of Chicago. Now, Chicago, wonderful city, windy, uh, and that went against him because there was a great fire in Chicago in about 1871. And since the buildings were mainly built out of timber and there was a lovely little breeze off Lake Michigan there, the fire just spread through the city and uh, he lost an awful lot of money. Uh, around about that time as well, his little son had died as well. So he lost his son and most of his business. <coughs> he was a Presbyterian. So he wants to come over to uh, Liverpool to do a, some, some mission with his Presbyterian brothers back, back there. So he sent on his, his wife and his four daughters on ahead of him. He had to stay behind because there had been financial problems <coughs> due to the fire and due to a rush on the bank and so on. Uh, there were things that he had, to, he had to resolve there. So he sent the family on. He said, look, I'll join you. So off went his wife and his four little daughters to sail across to Liverpool. And on the way over, the ship collided with a ship coming from Scotland. And the vessel was lost, as were his four daughters. Uh, one of the boats from, from the Scottish ship saw a lady hanging on to a bit of driftwood and reeled her in, and it was, it was Horatio's wife. So she survived, and she sent this famous telegram back to him, saved alone. All four daughters lost. So shortly afterwards, he sailed across, <coughs> and the captain uh, called him to the bridge and said, uh, he said, Horatio, this is around about the spot. We believe um, the vessel went down with your, with your children. So when he arrived in in Liverpool, he wrote this song. Now, the, 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 see, the context is all important. The song is called, It Is Well With My Soul. There was nothing well <laughs> with his soul. There was nothing well with his family. There was nothing well with his business or his finances or anything like that. But he writes this song. See, this is the, the hope that our Christian faith gives us, okay? 
that even though things might fall apart around us, our sights are set on something, on something more important, on something bigger. It, though our losses may be tragic and horrific and difficult, his wife said to him, we have lost our four daughters, but we believe we will meet them again. Like that's, that's lived faith. That's lived faith. And so he wrote in this song, It Is Well With My Soul, When peace like a river attended my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless state. He has shed his own blood for my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. If we're going to be mad at God, if we're going to be angry at him, let's keep in mind who, who we're angry at. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all the spiritual blessing in heaven through Christ. Before the world was made, he chose us, he chose you, chose you in Christ to be holy and spotless and to live through love in his presence, that's heaven, determining that we should become his adopted sons and daughters through Jesus Christ to make us praise the glory of his grace, his free gift to us in the beloved, in Jesus. We understand very little of, of what goes on, really. It's kind of like any of our little children here, you know, when mommy or daddy has to bring him to the dentist. Why, mommy or daddy, are you bringing me to this strange man with lots of stainless steel tools that whiz and whir and scare me to death, and then he's going to dig in my face with them? Why would you do this to me, mom? Why would you do this? Because we love you. Because you're going to get an abscess. So we understand very little of the story. God does. God does. But it, it requires of us that step of faith that even though I don't get it, even though I don't like it, that I trust you, Lord. I trust you. I trust you. And that even when things are difficult and, and, and I experience loss, that I can say, I can say it and kind of almost faking it till I make it, that, Lord, it is well with my soul. I want to keep saying this, Lord, till I believe it, especially in times of grief, you know, when, 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 when there's loss and it's just that emptiness, that hole is left within us. And what are you supposed to do? We fake it till we make it. Keep saying, Lord, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. And then we'll see that our faith isn't just, they're not just pious platitudes for the weak, but our faith gives real strength to each one of us in, in our times of need. Which also means then that in our times of difficulty, we can continue to walk with Christian joy and with Christian hope. And so then, regardless of what this year brings, regardless of what last year brought to us, that we can continue walking with, with joy. For it is well. It is well with my soul. Amen. <coughs>